Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia. It's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bill's Mafia, welcome to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues podcast. Bill's new with the UK Twist. We're live on YouTube and live on Twitter. So please join us, add comments. And I'm joined today by the maestro, Bill's draft expert, Dean Kindig. Dean, thank you once again came on last year thank you once again for coming on the um coming on the show well it was it was fun last year so uh, i had to sign up again <laughs> and if you're not following dean you can see his twitter handle on there give him a follow because everything he does for buffalo fan base and all work he puts a lot of detail and attention into it and definitely a go-to guy for bill centric draft as well so it's a very privilege to have have you on the show. Well, uh, training camps at St. John Fisher, and St. John Fisher is about seven minutes down the road from me here. So I'll be doing my Astro Notes again this year, uh, where basically it's a running storybook of what's happening in practice. So th- that'll be fun, too. Um, I'm glad they're coming back. I have no idea if they're yeah. coming back in 2024. 20, uh, so... Hopefully this is not my swan song. <laughs> it won't be. They'll, they'll, find, they'll find a way to keep you involved. They can't They can't go to training camp without you involved. They'll find a way, definitely. <laughs> but no, I mean, this this draft, this draft process and this draft year is, is actually very significant, really, because we've had a couple of years where we've fallen almost at the final hurdle on there had a lot of change and obviously up against the salary cap so in my opinion i think this draft this draft season coming up this next week actually when this goes out is really going to be interesting and seeing how we can find those pieces and what order they really go to get them into into a super bowl window championship game and super bowl yeah think about think about how many quarterbacks will be taken before the bills pick it's going to be four. Uh, some people tell you Hendon Hooker will be the fifth, and and will that will happen before us, um, or it might happen at our pick. Who knows? Mm. Um, so that's that's the story with quarterbacks. The other thing that's going to affect who's there for us will be how many of offensive tackles will be uh, taken before us. We've heard we've heard <laughs> everything from two to five will be gone very quickly so that'll that'll make a difference wide receivers are going to be available at every pick including uh preferred free agency so uh some people may trade try to wait on those um i don't buy the fact that this is a really really good draft for tight ends but i but i think some will be gone uh quite early and uh, the bills have seen uh luke schoonmaker uh from michigan the most of all of the uh, tight ends. Um, Darnell Washington also got a look. And um, there are some others that didn't, like Luke Musgrave. Didn't didn't see much interest in Musgrave from the Bills. Um, I, tra- I track all tweets having to do with uh, where the Bills are going as far as pro days and stuff like that. Alex Katzen, 
um, pu publishes a Google sheet of all of the visits. So my work is not only my own, but you can follow it through Twitter or you can follow it by um, looking at for Alex Katzen, K-A-T-S-O-N on uh, Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's all good. I mean, we're in a we're in a situation we're in a situation where we, we pick low we pick low quite or pick high sorry i keep thinking low numbers high numbers but yeah it's, yeah. it's uh but there is so many different options um on the table for for all teams every team has different needs and this is why we see from not just visits top 30 visits pro day visits and all that where where Brandon Bean, the scouting team, are looking to find either that diamond in that rough or, in essence, if we, and we'll talk about it later on, finding those direct replacements for the likes of Tremaine Edmonds at, at linebacker. So it's always interesting to see how this process goes and obviously keep a sort of update and keep an eye on any trades that other teams do to either move up, move down, or even shift players to reset their draft board. One of the things that I have done, um, and we'll see Bring those on the spreadsheets in a second, is Bring that up. there you go. Yeah. So, wh what what does every team need? Um, now, uh, draft tech analysts have team pages, um, and they they report who, what the needs are for their particular team. CBS mm -hmm. does it well as well. And um, what I'm showing you here is every team in order of the way that they're going to draft one through 31. Thank you very much, Miami. <laughs> um, and, and uh, how many picks they have in total. And then how many of those picks are in the top 100? Um, I tried to find six needs. Sometimes it was seven. Um, but And then I'm showing you what Draft Tech, um, the last two mocks that Draft Tech ran, what the analyst actually chose um, so that it shows you the um, those were uh, April 4th and then uh, April 15th. Um, so you, as you can see, there's a, there's a decided lack of inside linebackers on this list um so you would think that inside linebacker might just last until round two mm. the trouble with this is and, and i'm I'll, I'll show you that that other uh tab here this is this is linebackers and I've I've listed them in number of visits order, so um, you, you should probably pay attention to the guys that are marked in blue because they they're a top um, a top player on that team. So you have yeah, it, yeah. so you you have Trenton Simpson, you have Noah Sewell, you have Dorian Williams, you have Drake Thomas, um, and then way down at the bottom. You see um, Jack Campbell and, and uh, DeMarvian Overshone with two visits. What does this suggest? Well, to me, it might suggest that they're looking for, and if you look over in the POS 
column. That's the positions that they play and whether they Mm. play a 3-4 or a 4-3. You can see they're looking for outside linebackers with inside linebacker experience or strong safety experience. Um, And in the case of Trenton Simpson, he played a little edge as well. Yeah. They're probably also looking for pressures per game. And pressures per game um, has been the thing that brought defensive backs um, like Damar Hamlin to the Bills. Um, many of the many of the players had very high um, solo tackles per game. If yeah. I, if can I think I can sort this um, live here and show you that same list in pre- in pressures per game, and you can see. The top names there that that we've already mentioned are uh, Dorian Williams and, and, Jack Campbell and down there. Jack Campbell's down there as well. Um, there's also there's also a guy from Buffalo, New York, and a guy from Syracuse, New York, on this list. Isaiah Land, yeah, of, yeah, of Florida a and and then uh, down at the bottom, Servassier Dennis from Pittsburgh. Um, didn't have a great interview, but he, but, but he, uh, was scouted five times. Um, if I had to guess, it's possible that they're going to pick up an outside linebacker in the draft and go with who they have in the room, Mm. uh, at an inside linebacker. If they do that, they've got to find somebody that, that has an ability to attack, um, either blitzing that would be like a drew sanders or um one of the other guys that has that has a high number of uh tackles per game um they're going to be strong in run fits so i'm going to show you that same list in run fit there you go um isaiah land is now near the top um the buffalo guy savasi dennis is near the top so is Jack Campbell. So it could be that it could be that uh, we're seeing um, a subterfuge on the part of Brandon Bean. He doesn't want to get too involved with somebody you know he's going to take. Uh, he mm. just wants to take him late. <laughs> he wants them to, uh, to take him later than you'd think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and from one one of us, Rick, could actually um, come up and said that we've hit hit on Milano with with a fifth round. So you can get those type of players and those impact players a lot, a lot later. And even then, you just say it's dependent now on how McDermott really wants to play the system. Now he's fully in charge of um, of calling the defense, and obviously the likes of Dodson, Spectre, um, Matikovic in this bit is. The fact that they can play outside as well as as well as inside, we've seen that a few times. That's so, right. it, it, as I say, there's there's interesting ways that we can go, and whether it is a case that with all these defensive backs that we've got, they play two linebackers, bulk up the offense, the defensive line. You, we could see a um, a guy, an outside linebacker like Isaiah Land, or or anyone that really can hit. And actually make a, make an impact straight away, and and it and it could happen as late as PFA. I, I mentioned that somebody somebody like 
um, Drake Thomas there um, from uh, NC State. Um, mm. Really, really strong. Um, and his partner is up up in that same uh, um, area there. But you could hit on one of those pretty late. And you, you, you got to think that Bean likes doing that. <laughs> he, likes, <laughs> he likes he likes he likes to outsmart. You know, he knows he's playing chess and that's just a great example um, yeah. where, where I'd rather hit on somebody that nobody else even thought about. <laughs> mm, no, exactly. Uh, it's so, all those, it's all those hidden gems that you can find in, in the later rounds. Cause I say when, admit when people actually did go, um, when we did select uh, Milano, I mean, obviously there was doubts about me. It was obviously a tweener safety linebacker, which one was he, but, at a fifth rounder, just worth a punt, and he's turned into a an all pro linebacker and probably one of the first, um, one of the most important players, other than probably Hyde and Poyer, on that um, on that defense. Right, right. What think about think about? I don't want to dismiss the the notion of Jack Campbell um, mm. being their pick, but I don't want Twitter to absolutely go berserk when when they don't um jack campbell just for everybody's information had six, uh 18 tackles seven solo in the first scouted game of him mm. okay <laughs> so so um it, it could be it could be that uh that klein dodson bernard are the is the current solution but I don't think so. I think there's they're still going to look at at the uh, the draft and then look mm. at the at the fallout from the draft, uh, and 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 certainly early practices are going to determine whether they're really in need for an inside linebacker. Yeah, I mean, going going on on needs, um, we, we we'll come to talk about the what the build strategy most likely will be a bit later on. If we if we stay with the needs. In in your opinion, obviously with everything that's that's gone on, what position really do you see? I mean, that is the most important, the the higher priority. Because obviously, everyone says, "Oh, let's get that elite running back in um, Bijan Robinson." We need another wide receiver to to partner Davis and um, and Diggs, but there's always there's always different people having different thoughts. I just want to get what you think is, is probably in your opinion, the most, the higher, higher need right. this coming, um, this coming draft. So spending a first, maybe a second round pick at. Well, a couple, couple of um, years ago, I wrote a, I wrote a piece on what the drafting tendencies of the Buffalo bills have been. Everybody in their front office is, is who I looked at. And, and <coughs> historically, they have they have gone defensive tackle in the first round. I mm. think that this could be another of those examples. If if Mozzie Smith is there, I walk right up to the podium myself <laughs> and plop that card down. Um, the the other the other thing is is that offensive line is going to need something. You got to decide: Are you going to stick with Spencer Brown, or are you going to um, shore up? the a player next to him mm. you know at, at a guard position like 
Osiris Torrance? Um, or are you going to trade down? You, I think that if you get an offer where you have you can trade down six spots, that 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 has to be one of the options, one of the needs would be for an extra pick. Yeah. So, so I'd say I'd say, and remember, you don't have any um, defensive linemen after after this year. You you've got them all on rental for a year. So you got you've got uh, defensive line one tech, three tech, you've you've and you've got uh, offensive tackle and or guard, and then you've got linebacker if you're going to deal with that and wide receiver. And if I have an extra pick, if I've negotiated an extra pick, I'd look at nickel corner and I'd look at tight end. Mm. I mean. I mean, I think I mentioned it on one of our older draft episodes um, a couple of shows back that obviously with this, with the 27th pick and Brandon Bean pretty much said in his press conference a few days ago, they're more than likely looking, if they're going to trade, trade down rather than trade up because I think he's come out and said that there's not, there's only like 15 to 20 players on his, um, on his first round grade draft board in yeah. there. And you could see someone, a quarterback needy team. I think I used the example of the Rams. Um, I think, I can't remember. I'd have to listen back to episodes. That would make look to make that jump up because you get, in the first round, you get that option for that fifth year. And any team that was quarterback needy that can't get one of the um, Stroud, um, Young, or, um, or Richardson, or maybe even Will Levis. Yep. Will look to look at the bills and think, okay, they want to trade back. They've got they've got them to a good position. There's no other quarterback needy teams after them. Let's jump up with them. Let's chuck them a few picks, and then that point we can then go, yeah, we'll take that, and we've got a few more picks to play with. And more likely, whoever Bean and the scouting department have got on their um, on their board in round two most probably will still be there. When we pick, depends on how I say how far we drop back into that um, into that second round. Right, right. I if if I look at each if I look at each set uh, of positions, the one that seems to line up symmetrically with the number of times they visited, it's offensive tackle. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- show you the offensive tackles, and you'll see what I mean. This shows <coughs> Oh, Dean's frozen there. <laughs> Come in, Dean. Let's have a look what you're trying to do. Seems like there's a bit of a technical technical glitch, whether it be my end or whether it be on Dean's end. Um, but hopefully we'll get him back uh get him back shortly. <laughs> yes, Rick, we'll definitely do that. Um hopefully we'll get uh we'll get Dean back on. But I think I think I'll carry on for this. We're looking 
as, as I say, has a very interesting um, draft. I think you've got multiple teams here and there that want to move up, want to move down. And and like Rick, yes, I agree. The O line is something that definitely we need to we need to look at because as much as people love Spencer Brown at right tackle, can he really has he really shown anything in there? And I think you've got the likes of Darnell Wright, um, Peter Scornest, Scornest, Scorin Whiskey um, out Northwestern. They're actually there. And hopefully when Dean gets back on, he'll actually run out, run out a few more names on there. But it's always interesting to see where the draft actually happens and how they value these positions. And you see on Twitter, you see my good friend Anthony Marino actually um, pound the table for Bijan Robinson. You see in in our in our Bills UK Bills um, WhatsApp group, we get people going wanting defensive ends, wanting tackles, wanting Zay Flowers. There's so many different routes that we can actually um, that we can really tick, and it's one of those ones where. This draft can go in any direction. So, what I want to hear, obviously, there are people in the in the chat room. Hit out where you think the position we should go first with twenty seven. Do we trade? And if we do, do we trade up and down? Do we actually hit? Do we hit on a um, on a home run running back? Do we get through that or? Are we one of those that will just let the board drop and then jump? Because it's what happened last year. We let it, we let it, let it, let it run. And I dropped it. And Dean, welcome back. <laughs> oh, man. We, I, I lost power. We have a, we have a little, we have a little storm, but I, I apologize a lot. Um, That's all right. I can't do a thing about it. <laughs> it's fine. I managed to I managed to keep the show going. I managed to keep the show going. <laughs> but I was just asking. Obviously, we'll go back to the um, the tackles in um in a minute. Um, I just okay. asked um, people out there what they want to see with their um with the first one, uh, the number twenty seven pick. Um, obviously, Rick's coming in with actually um saying that we've actually spent too much on defensive ends. Maybe it's time to get um, Josh some protection or some or some new weapons. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I would so, agree. I would yeah, agree. I think I've got. Yep, I've got him back up, and we're here and running. But look how smooth this is. Paris Johnson got <laughs> nine nine visits, and 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 uh, Dewan Jones and Darnell Wright, the right tackles, got nine and seven visits respectively. Broderick Jones, no no uh, small feat to get six, including his pro day and um, a, a bean visit, a combine meeting. Um, and uh, it, it just seems that the way that these are going in order um, seems to be it's going to be one of those uh, seven guys in the top. Um, you know, could a, could a Peter Skaronsky fall to us? Uh, yeah. Anton Harrison is, you know, he's he's the, he's the second fastest of the top eight, mm. uh, of the top nine. Mm. Um, 
He's not quite as good at run blocking, but uh, he was on a, he was on an offensive line with with poor pass block uh, rating by uh, Football Outsiders. So if if they can get him to play a little lower, uh, he would be a he'd be a factor as well. They mm. they like yeah. Matthew Bergeron. They actually sent the offensive um, uh, Cromer uh, and and an, and his toady. Uh, went to his pro day and worked him out. So, so there's, there's that as well. So you, you could see that any of these in, you know, at the bottom here would be a, a real possibility and you don't lose too much in pass, blo- pass block, run block. Somebody yeah. asked, well, maybe Skaronsky, uh maybe Skaronsky, uh falls there or uh, uh, Cody Mock, some, somebody like that. If, if I, if I sort these out by uh, pass blocking ability and don't lose power, um, there, um, you you can see the best pass blockers, and these these numbers are um, by um, NF, NFL Draft Blitz. Um, Mark Skaronsky and Paris Johnson are are the top <clears throat> pass blockers, and they could go earlier than um, than we think. And Cody yeah. Mock could could go into that first round, dropping somebody else to us. Mm. Uh, it'd be nice if if one of the top six, you know, was there for a consideration at, at twenty seven. Yeah, I mean, we we look at what what's happened in the past when Chrome has been the O, o lineman um, in his first spell. Obviously, we had Shady McCoy as the um, as a running back, and he put off some good years. When he came back, we saw a little bit more of that first Chroma spell where they did the um, the pin and pull. How are these how are these um, offensive tackles, and and maybe we'll even go into the interior offensive line as well. Which ones really could could we see actually benefit as such, or even be a in inverted commas, perfect fit for this um, for this O line. That's a, that's a great question. You notice that I have a best position column, and and the reason yep. that I did that is that it's po- very possibly uh, Dewan Jones falls because he's only a right tackle in the National Football League. Mm. So so that's a. So that's that's something to think about. If you wanted to see, I did the same thing for the guards. Uh, let's 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 um, shoot. Just go inside. So the best positions here would be you probably don't you probably don't want to um yeah you 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 probably don't want to spend a first round pick on a right guard unless he's a Nasty, unrelenting, um, uh, just just uh, country strong. Okay, Osiris Torrance, right? So yeah, he's the only one here that's 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 in the top one hundred. Chandler Zavala, NC State, um, could could possibly be your your swing guard and a right Mm. tackle in a pinch. So. He'd be a good one. He he did not allow a sack in 500 odd snaps and only had one quarterback hit um, in 
in this past year, and he's all ACC first team. And I'll tell you, Brandon Bean loves his his ACC guys. Yeah, uh, they're, they're the other guy I wanted to talk about is actually might be our our preferred free agent, and that's Dylan Gibbons, Florida State. He's the second one down up there. Seven visits. Um, he was the Werfel Trophy winner, and this goes to the guy who combines c- community service and leadership, and and um, he was also uh, academic team. So mm. Dylan Gibbons, you know, great interview. He's Cromer size, six four three twelve. Um, he's not the fastest guy, and he's not even. I don't think he would beat Osiris Torrance in a foot race, but. Mm. It, he's, he certainly has the personality to um, fit into that. Uh, anyway, the, 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 there are some centers that can play guard and play it well. And mm. this is the other consideration. And one of my favorites in terms of technique is Luke Weipler. I've yeah. heard it pronounced Whipler as well. Um, and, He's probably he's probably the best pass blocker uh, in in that batch. Um, but yeah. Olushagon Oluwatimi from Michigan. I'm glad you should pronounce that name because I struggle big time. We just call him. We just call him Olu Olu. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I would like to. I would like to see if if he's there in round four that. That he might be considered because he could be he could be a center for ten years. He's Outland Trophy winner. He number one in the ACC. Yeah. So there, there's another thing. Um, and and who doesn't like somebody who likes our early music? And by early music, I'm talking about my music. Um, and uh, I I just like that. The Bills had a visit with Joe Titman. He yeah. could be. He could be. His his upside is tackle, but I think he has the temperament and IQ and size, um, and pancake blocks to, to be a favorite of uh, Cromer. Um, and one one of the visits was a thirty visit, and the scout was at his pro day. Pro day. The other thing is that the um, the defensive coordinator um, for Wisconsin was. Uh, Leslie Frazier's uh, assistant in at Minnesota oh. um, when Leslie Frazier was there. Steve, Steve Avila, everybody likes Steve Avila, and and um, he would he would be probably the second best pass blocker on this list. He could he could move to left guard. Or he could he could start at left guard, move to center. Um, I don't like him as much in space as some of the others, um, mm. but you put him in a phone booth. He's going to be great. If you want to do pin and pull plays, it's probably not um, going to be the center's strength. And you yeah. don't have to, you can use your guards for that if you want. Yeah. So. Got a question here from, from Ben. What is Dylan Gibbons best position? Oh, awesome. Uh, great question. Um, I think, I think that that he's probably he's probably a tackle, and you probably um, with his with his size, um, you're you're probably looking for uh, 
uh, right tackle. But it's a, great, it's a great question. Um, and I, I did a little research on him before the show and I, and I uh, neglected to find out what position he, he played the most in college. So if anybody knows, post it up. Yeah. Um, and one question I was going to ask, I mean, obviously everyone wants to find the, the next um, Eric Woods for the Bills. So the guy came in, played guard to start with, moved in and became one of the best centers that um, the Bills have had in, in recent years, not named Mitch Morse um, pre-concussion. Is, is To you, do you value the um, the position flexibility that you can then push someone in that's had the or would you go more position centric so they only really know that one position and then actually um, go into um, to, they go straight into it rather than having to learn two different types of blocking because obviously with center you've got to learn all the protections as well as obviously learn guard, doing guard and center work at the same time? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I think you get the most value if you have a, a position-centric player. Um, Anthony Bradford, our uh, LSU, um, would be a good example. Um, he he did make starts at three positions, but I think he's a right guard at the at the next level. He's mm. he's 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 going to he's going to win a foot race for with most of these guys. Um, and, and certainly I, I think that he'd, he'd be one that I would consider. Um, if you're looking for just one position, if you're looking yeah. for somebody, if you're looking for somebody that you could take as late as possible and uh, who could start at right tackle and maybe has the upside to be your left tackle, um, down the line, um, Jordan McFadden with your last pick might be might be a good one. Chandler Zavala would be one that that might work into um, you know at least a right tackle position. Uh, he yeah. played left guard at NC State, but but I I think that he's going to have to step down to um, one of the interior positions to start. Um, so those yeah. would be those would be good names to uh, to consider, and certainly ones that they've considered. I believe I believe they um, spoke to Zavala um, early in the going. So oh, that's good. I I, kind of, I like me a bit of Zavala. Okay. I think I think yeah. he's, he's shown what he can actually do. I think that let's say a guy that can play left and right guard will really hit home and really give us that um, that swing swing tackle or swing tackle swing guards so we can focus on bock um or bait actually being just one or another on right and especially if he's the uh in line for being the next center you know th then you're not then you don't have to at least consider center when you're you're picking one of these uh guards that could could move to another position and we've got Ben actually coming up with Gibbon saying that he's actually um, most of the snaps at left guard. Excellent. Excellent. Well, appreciate it. I, I can fill in the blank. <laughs> yes, um, we've helped him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, oh. inquiring minds want to know. And and the, the important thing there is that is that um 
Robin, Robin Mundy calls me a draft guru all the time. It's, I spend a lot of time on this stuff, but I'm nowhere near the expert that, that let's say, an Eric Turner at cover one is. So I, it's it's yeah. something to keep in mind. I, I'm I'm leveraging this just by lots and lots of work uh, and lots mm. and lots of time. It's a retirement hobby when it's raining. And I live <laughs> in Rochester, so it's raining. <laughs> Rain and the power goes out. And, and the power goes out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's always interesting to to obviously gain gain perspective. And even when guys in the um on comments actually come up, help us out, give us all these names, it really obviously keeps us all switched on. That it's not just the big name guys that we really look for in this draft, the guys that probably will go round one, round two, you get guys like um, Mike Gibbons, like Zavala, who will be those day two, majority day three picks that are the hidden hidden gems and guys that can really come in, work hard. And we know that, that being values rounds three to seven, a lot more because he's hit a lot more on those than he has with at least round to at least round two picks. Right. Not seven. Right. So we'd, we'd probably be remiss if we didn't talk about wide receiver. Cause I, cause I yes. know, that, I know that a lot of the uh, players, um, a lot of the people on Twitter are, you know, talking up one wide receiver to another. All I can do is report, where the bills have, have gone the most. And of course, JSN is at the top of the list with nine uh, visits and yeah. the, the, the next five Hyatt bell flowers, Tillman and Kiaris, Kiaris Jackson. But I, they, they probably were at Georgia to see somebody else. And we've talked <laughs> enough about him. Uh, <laughs> um, Tank Dell. Um, yeah. He would, I would, I would probably be the most disappointed of all of the um, players that the Bills have visited. Um, I'd be the most disappointed if if Tank Dell was the pick at, at <clears throat> three. And that's mm. just I I I didn't like his interview. I think he's too small for the for this level. Yes, he's shifty. Um, yes, he's speedy. Um, he killed it at the Senior Bowl, but that's only because he didn't get killed at the Senior Bowl. Uh, it's just too small. It's just too small for me. And um, it, you know, when you can, when you can pick up somebody else that the bills have visited a lot, like shorter or uh, Ngata or uh, Quentin Johnston, um, Jordan Addison, that those, those guys all outweigh tank Dell. And yeah, I could probably find, I could probably find you one that, um, is going to do just as well in terms of the shiftiness. Mm. So that um, the guy that, that that does it for me um, floats my boat other than JSN is Jalen Hyatt. And he probably hasn't gotten enough um, love, enough buzz here. Um, he um, he's probably, he's probably my second favorite there. Um, as far as who we could take wide receiver, uh, as a wide receiver, I hope we don't take one in the first round because I I'll, I'll give you one in every round that 
that is is really quite good. Downfield blocking is probably pretty important to the Bills um, mm. coming in. And as you can see here, Cedric Tillman, Michael Wilson, Trey Palmer, three best um, blockers, as uh, um, in my opinion. Trey Palmer also gives you um, kick return and punt return ability. Um, and he has that shiftiness, that speedy slot guy. And he probably is the best separation at target. Um, and and certainly is, is the, the fourth best uh, downfield blocker in the class at mm. minimum. Um, it, at Stanford, I like Elijah Higgins as well. Um, and both of them had really good interviews. Um, and for um, size, um, Higgins 6'3", 239. <laughs> so so there, there's a few of those that the Bills have, have looked at. But, yeah. they did, but they didn't look at A.T. Perry with a credential yeah. scout this year. Uh, and that probably was my big biggest head scratcher. For, for this year, I mean, I mean, looking looking at it, I mean, obviously, everyone has their everyone has their favorites. Um, I know oh. most people are starting to be sold on, and he's getting a bit of hype in in draft world. Obviously, Zay Flowers. Obviously, I think most of us, unless something drastic happens, probably say that we're out the um the JSN um sweepstakes um right. here on there, but obviously. There is the likes of Zay Flowers um, in there, Rashid Rice. It could probably be uh, probably two day two or day three pick and all that. Do we look more towards just a I know a slot only or a guy who predominantly can play slot but can play out wide? And does the size really matter when it comes to to slots? Now we know that we can move wide receivers all the way all across the line that that's a, that's a really good point you you probably want somebody who is um strong down the field can block downfield and um um ha, has had success against ap ranked teams and mm. it probably will matter less here i'll show them to you that's this is this is they're right with four receptions. Trey Tucker uh, has a 63 yard per catch uh, average. Um, but if you see numbers that are people at the top here, um, Michael Wilson, he's probably my pet cat. If it isn't Jalen Hyatt um, <laughs> could be available in the, in the uh, round three and um with 10 receptions has a 22 yards per catch. He was seen three times. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a, that's a real good one. If you wanted to wait a, a little longer, um, a Justin shorter has been seen mm. four times, 19.4 AP uh, on 14 receptions. And um, even, even um, uh, Matt Landers, although, you know, you're starting to get into players that are not even on the um, some of the boards that I looked at. I, I go looking for for a, where does where does uh, my 
my my friend uh, Jake at at Fanspeak has a wonderful um, early board for uh, the Fanspeak simulator. He he will uh, have all of these guys ranked for next year uh, <laughs> in May. So you know, it, I pay attention to what to what he says, but for the most part, I do my own research about these yeah. guys. Um, and and uh, I, I enjoy debating about it on Twitter. So if, if you like debating players and stuff like that, I I I enjoy that. But I'm but I'm I don't know exactly what I'm looking at as far as as the subtleties that you you would get. Uh, let's say on on cover one. Yeah, and I think uh, cover one's always I say your is is a go to everything that the work they do there obviously helps you out a lot helps everyone out in understanding a lot more of the nuances of the um of what to look for when it comes to to scouting and all that and i think one name that i think is a rise which could go into day two um is jonathan mingo yes Right. I think he's he's one. I think I saw him on the block um, block list. There was okay. a little bit, which was what, sixth, sixth best blocker in there. But you've got a guy there who's got yeah. a good mixture of size, speed and, and weight. And with the blocking, well, probably not the best size, right. speed. But you've got right. a guy that can block. And, and and you know, great wings, rings, wingspan. Um, and and uh, some strength, 22 reps on the bench, um, which was second to my guy, Wilson. So mm. um, he he's a good one. I, I'd i like to think that some of these guys are going to last to round three. Um, yeah. But some people are going to choose their pet cats first, you know, um, mm. and and it might be it, it might be that he doesn't make it to the round three pick. Um, yeah. But that's okay. There's there's I, there's there's five right there in a row that I would I wouldn't mind at all. Um, mm. um, Jonathan Mingo, Rasheed Rice, Tank Dell, eh. um, Xavier Hutchinson. Um, th- that's the pet cat of Otto. Abandon the punt on on Twitter. Jaden Reed and my guy Mike Michael Wilson. So any of those would be good choices. Um, even if you got to round three, you'd still be getting somebody that was in that um, deep threat capability mm. um, that you're looking for. After that, sort of tails off. Um, um, I know the Bills like this uh, Yoshivas, Andre Yoshivas from Princeton. They they actually have been nosing around with him. He had he had a 39 inch vert, and um, he was a track star. But yeah, he can also catch. He can also catch the blooming ball. He <laughs> not. He's not. I think just that's the one guy, thing that we're gonna need, <laughs> right? That he's not the Colby Listonby. Um, you know that was really, really good, really, really fast, and always yeah. injured and didn't catch the ball when he was in there. Yeah, I mean, who's who's the best? I've I've, always, I've been trying to find it um, out of the draft eligible wide receivers. I don't know if you've got listed um, on the spreadsheet. The, the best um, yards after catch guy, because it seems that's the one thing that this offense kind of misses. I mean, yes, we've got Josh, it's got the cannon, 
that he can get that um, deep ball um, effect in there. And let's say there's fair few guys are actually good in the, um, under the deep ball. But it's the yaks, whether it be a catch and run on the outside or from the slot, really, that I think is is lacking so much for the Bills and why we, we, we're not explosive, explosive on, on offense. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that would be, and so much can determine what you're talking about for yards after uh, yards after catch. If you think about it, if you think about um, the quality of the quarterback, the, what, offense they're in um are they are that's how you get some some just obscene um numbers for the you know wide receivers um at nc state or or whatever it's just that um they're like the brand that stanford plays has Mm. a lot to do with um Having so mainly, 22, 22 yards per catch. Um, so, so mainly, mainly you can put it down to the the offensive system that these um, that these colleges do do play. So it could not it, as much as one guy can actually be twenty two yards per catch on there. It could be just be the way that their offensive system and their college was actually set up, and that that may not necessarily translate into into the nfl yeah we 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 know by by the fact that that uh being picked davis and hodgins i think back to back um on on day three Mm -hmm. um that he seems to know what he's doing as far as picking wide receivers we we not really sure he knows how to pick guards yet (laughs) he's working on it um He'll just keep trying, I think, until he succeeds. Same with edge rushers. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think they're going to pick an edge uh, rusher again this year, and and it could be it could be early. Did you want to? Mm. Did you want to look at them? Yeah, let's let's so, take a look at them. So, I think there you go. Um, it it sure to me looks like one of the picks as as early as a is a guy coming, you know, falling down the board um, like a Nolan Smith or something um, mm. or um, later on um, somebody, somebody suggested, well, some of these guys have gotten looks um, at their pro day and stuff. Um, yeah. Robert Beal um, was, was a good example. Um, and Habakkuk Baldonado from Pitt. Yeah. He's, I, was about to come, I, was, I was about to come to him. He's got he's, he's got an interesting story. Obviously, from Italy, come over to to America. He's only been playing a sport for like six years. So definitely someone that that's improved in those years. Still raw, but I yes. would throw a late I'd throw a late round pick on him. Yes, and actually get him learning behind. You've got Von Miller there. You've got you've obviously got all the other edge defenders and working with. In a McDermott scheme, could really help him. That's right. That's right. I'm. I'm. Um, I'm thinking. Well, they went. They went to Michigan a lot. They went to Ohio State a lot. Could they have been looking at Mike Morris uh, of Michigan, or were they looking at um, 
Nolan Smith at Georgia? Were they looking at Jazak Harrison at Ohio State? <laughs> some <laughs> some players like that. Um, I I don't I don't think you're trading up for edge because you've 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 tried and failed <laughs> um, often. But if you were looking for one stat that the Bills seem to go with, you would look for SEC and ACC and how many pressures per game they were able to put on the quarterback. Now you're seeing all of the results in that metric. And uh, mm. as you can see, the SEC players, Will Anderson, not going to get, not going to happen. Byron right. Young, SEC. Miles Murphy, Clemson. Could, could fall, I guess. And um, B.J. Ojolari, um, LSU from SEC. Yeah. So those, are, those are names that that, that could fall, um, but some might not fall to the spot where you should be taking edge compared mm. to some of the other uh, uh, needs that you have. Yeah, exactly. I think... I think yeah, we will we will get edge. I'd I'd rather do um, a late a late round pick on that. I know um, in our in our WhatsApp group chat, people have been talking. Um, what's his name? Where is he He's gone? Um, Luke, Lucas Van Ness. Yep. We talk about him in our group chat. Um, uh, they would try and they would pound him for for round one type um, type player. So I don't know if he's if he's anyone. I'm just looking at at the, at the board. If he's one that really would fit the matrix of what the Bills are looking for in this um on this edge. Right. Well, um, if you if you're looking for pressures per game, okay, um, mm -hmm. the um, you're probably going to be looking for value. With some of these guys, especially some of these six two guys that might be s slipping down. Um, because they don't have they don't have the um, the height, but some of yeah. them have the wingspan. Look at the look at the uh, wingspans of somebody like Mike Morris or not Mo Mike Morris, um, uh, Byron Young. He he's got that that uh, seventy eight inch wingspan, which is which is acceptable. And yeah. uh, and um, Ade Ade from Northwestern. He's 82 inch wingspan. So some of those guys um, who are short but have long wingspans might be uh, something that slips through the cracks. Yeah, I think I think let's say Miles Murphy. You say you got six five. You got an 82 inch um, wingspan on there, and he was high up on the um, on the pressure rate as well. So yeah, it, it's always interesting to see where where they come from now so you just try and even see the correlation between the height weight and actually the the production at the end of it because you can always say that a guy like um if we do it this way if we got this moment zach harrison yeah. um at the top he's 6'5 277 87 inch wingspan compare that to a guy who's three three inches shorter lot lighter in Nolan Smith who's yeah. got an 80 inch but yet you're still talking about them in the same category as potential day one round one round two um picks that's right and and you we we seem to we seem to have seen an increase in the number of big 10 schools that Bean went to this year 
um, he he went he went to the Nebraska's, the Maryland's, the Rutgers, yeah. um, in addition to the Ohio State, Michigan uh, crew, uh, mm. Iowa. You know, so so that would be that would be something else to consider is that that he went to schools that he didn't emphasize before the ACC and the SEC. So I think we're going to see a Big Ten selection, and it won't necessarily you won't necessarily have to wait until uh, day three to see that. Hmm. Um, and um, the other thing they've been doing, sort of catching up here, is is that they didn't get to the pack the Pac twelve as much this year, but yeah. some of the guys have come in for pro days. Um, Zach Charbonnet, the the running back, is a great example. One of my favorite running backs, him and Rashawn Johnson, um, would be would be a good example. Uh, Jordan Addison, they, <coughs> they they brought him in from uh, and uh, Luke Luke Musgrave. Some of these guys mm. that got thirty visits, they didn't see games. You know, they got tape, but they they didn't actually go to the games. That might yeah. be a trend to watch. I think. I think well also I think as as we mentioned earlier that it's the interior defensive line um that could be that's definitely going to be probably be addressed or most likely be addressed in there I mean obviously we mentioned um Marzi Smith as one of them do we how do they work that uh, defensive line are they going to find that really big Dontario Poe um type player the big <laughs> nose tackle type guy to actually stuff it or they're going to try and find out one tackle that has the ability of um of of a pass rush in there so we keep keep that defense uh, keep the offense guessing when we get um when they're on defense that's a that's a that's a that's a very profound question because um you have the what what I call the D the the D one T pluggers like Mozzie <laughs> Smith who will not move to three tech or edge. Yeah, and then, you, and then you have you have somebody like Tuli Tuipulotu who who can do that chameleon thing with mm. you know, where you do games and stunts. Um, they and he got three three looks, including a private visit love the private visit and then um and then and then even even guys that got top 30 visits like Jervon Dexter um and uh people that were scouted at their pro day Keanu Benton Mm. uh, would be the guys that can move around on that line Keanu can play three tech or one tech and you don't lose diddly you know Um, yeah same with Tuli Tuli Pelotu and um Jacqueline Roy, if he lasts till round three, he's certainly a consideration. He mm. can play three tech, five tech, edge. Um, he has he has hands that that um, are go- you're going to get a lot of uh, wows from Von Miller about. Yeah, I think I think there's well, there's one prospect I, I could see on then. He's had at least four visits on there, and he uh, if he came out last year, I would bang the table for him. Is um, Siaki Ika. Of um yes. of Baylor, and I know the obviously you do you obviously try and keep an eye on the connections and on there. Obviously Baylor, yeah, the coach of Baylor and McDermott were were teammates and all that. 
is he is he one that you could see? Yes, you'd probably go probably day two, maybe day three, early day three. Someone that can come in and actually be that that big, as you say, plugger, and someone that can actually be there for the next ten years and bring out the best in in Ed Oliver, providing that he actually um, we sign him to the contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in context, Ed Oliver six two two eighty one. So you can see the the numbers <laughs> there. Um, is that he's a different animal. He his 40 times 482 so you can you can see on here how do these guys list up and you notice uh siaki is 5 5.45 on the 40 time but he still they went to the pro day yeah and and, and they they were still interested so i think they're interested in that dt 1t plugger type but i think they also want a chameleon and I would, be, I would not be surprised at all if if somebody like in in round four or round five, um, you know, the Byron Young of Alabama, Zach Pickens of South Carolina, wouldn't wouldn't necessarily um, be ruled out just because they're playing uh, other other um, positions. I, yeah. I I call Zach Pickens the heaviest fast guy. <laughs> so i and uh and they they only visited um colby wooden on on pro day they didn't mm. go to any auburn games and you'd think well there's a four two five scheme they they probably should have gone to at least one game of colby wooden if they were interested let's say at, at round four yeah so i think that's a good sweet spot for for some of those um three tech guys and mm. it, you can see the here i'll put i'll put the visits up again there um you, you can see there's the ones that are in that that 100 range byron young zach pickens jalen redman the, that that might actually be considered because of their um for a second pick um on the interior yeah, I think I think there's, there's there's always going to be polarizing players in this um, in this defensive front. I mean, I remember some people back early, or there had been some mention of um, Kalege Kansi um, being a um, being a pick for the Bills, but you, I'm just trying to figure out what way what way they go do they try and find another red oliver and thinking if you're going to get a guy like um can you're kind of saying maybe and giving up on oliver or it's just someone to keep in fresh on there but it's always yeah. interesting to see yeah. how how they're going to work it this year whether they are going to go for like like we say on offense like, like we said with the like offensive line go position central so like say one pick they'll get a guy that specifically plays um one tech as a plugger and then maybe at a later round go for a guy that plays multiple or if they go multiple multiple of the same right of the same position so they do yeah do, and which order they do that you know yeah do they pick do they pick do they put pick the guy that can gum up the works and occupy two blockers 
so that your 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 relatively inexperienced middle linebacker can can get to the ball. He can flow to the ball better. So do you mm. take the plugger early, or uh, do you do you? And and the answer would be Mozzie Smith. Yeah. Um. Or do you do you um? Do you take the three tech that's that has more variability of positions and has m- more places that he could succeed, or is he just going to have more places to fail? So, yeah, yeah. I um, think it's, it, it, I've heard a lot of buzz about Javon Dexter of yeah. Florida in that regard. He's 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 not as he's not as fast um, as Oliver. He's not as heavy as as some of our you know. Tim Settle and Dacon Jones, but he's, but he's, um, shown some, some nasty athletic qualities, elite testing in England, uh, in Indy. And, um, I went back and he did very well in the scouted games that, uh, Florida played and they, mm. they, they, they watched five. So, yeah. um, he had, um, so he's, he's one that you, you might want to consider, um, um, he had five tackles in the Utah game. They saw him at pro day. They brought him in for top 30. Um, he had seven tackles and three solo against Kentucky. And, uh, there's that, there's that, <clears throat> there's that connection again, because, uh, Dave Aranda, um, and Patrick, T- uh, Tony, Florida's co-defensive coordinator are disciples of Ron Roberts and, uh, run the very similar uh, defensive systems um, at Florida. So the, Florida is the new Baylor, <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, another another couple of names. I mean, ideally, in my ideal world, I mean, just going by what, what we're talking about, obviously, and we know that the defensive tackle is going to be almost a, a must-need on there. I would be happy if we had a draft that actually took, as I say, Mazzy Smith and Jacqueline Roy on there. There's a couple other players which I know have been have been mocked to Bills through Bills um, Bills Mafia doing mock drafts. Yes. Um, with uh, Keanu Benton and um, Broderick Martin of Western Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, the. The, the Western Kentuckys, I don't think, are going to be um, drafted um, by the Bills. But I, I think they're going to stick to the um, to the ACC and SEC and maybe the Pac-12 for, for some of those plays. I, as far as edge goes, maybe, maybe they, they shop around, but... But um, they were very, very um, conservative about sticking to those three um, to those three conferences. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if 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 they want to make me happy and consider um, season's tickets in at running back, this this is this is kind of what I would love to see happen. Either Ty J Ty J Spears. From Tulane, he's the only player in the AC that I would hope that they would draft. Um, yeah. Or um, the Charbonnet Johnson in uh, 
and those would be two two different um rounds charbonnet in round two rashawn johnson in round three kendry miller in round four i those would be the ones that i would think that they would be interested in just judging from what they've shown that they like the the tackle breaking is probably a good judge of where they line up and you can see Bijan robinson and rashawn johnson of texas both had had the tackle breaking um yeah scores on uh nfl draft blitz um i'm 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 a big fan of robinson and johnson i think that that um Bijan doesn't last to our 27 pick and we shouldn't trade up um mm -hmm. you can get you can get Tyje spears in round three and block better and you, you you'll you'll do just as well and uh we've got we've got rick coming in saying um if sean tucker or uh, syracuse are around four or five we he would grab him he needs to work on his pass pro but he's a epic runner and a great receiver out of the backfields yeah yeah he's got size he's got burst he was um number one in rush yards in 2021 um i think that he's a faster quicker smoother singletary our our question is do we have a faster quicker smoother singletary um uh, mm. already on the uh roster yeah. so there's there's that um you know how deep do we go do we go to like um mohammed ibrahim uh, of uh, minnesota um as far as as far as uh, his tackle breaking ability is pretty good yeah um, and i think they brought in eric gray did they not yeah they met uh, him at the yeah Bowl and um they 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 did they did um at least do their due diligence if you look mm. at all of the players that they did um scout that that are running backs they certainly did a wonderful job if you line up tackle breaking ability with number of visits they did really really well the guys yeah. they didn't see might be the pet cats of some people that are watching but um i i think if they go with somebody it's going to be one of the players that's highlighted in blue and probably the toward the top of this um board yeah i mean i like i like spears but my go-to guy that i've actually been speaking about in to other people in in our shows is is the guy um, i seem to be picking up a load of pittsburgh players this year um israel abmakenda yes um because he he's got that size speed weight that's similar to Najee Harris, and I know we've only got him on a year's um, a, a year's contract, Harris. But if you want someone that's got that sort of ability, obviously broken tackles, he's not. He needs a lot of work on there. But if you yeah. want a guy that sort of measures what Harris has done and actually complements James Cook, which I think, I think out now he's going to be uh, running back one A, Abankanda for me is the guy that i i like quite um quite a lot and actually would pound the table and if he was there in round three or round four i would actually be flying from my home <laughs> in dorset or missouri to actually hand that card in and say there you go that's our pick <laughs> that right round. right right but 
you could just you could just call uh I, I can give you uh Brandon Bean's private phone number. Ah, even better, even better. <laughs> so so if if um it, it that's one of those iffy picks, you know, do they do they have enough running backs in the stable that are different enough and what are they missing? Mm. That that that's what you would have to decide is is okay, do we have our shifty back? We probably do. Do yeah. we have our bruiser back? We probably do. Um, mm. And kind of go go down like that. What qualities are we still looking for at running back? And would we would we draft too late if we were yeah. looking for somebody that would be able to steal snaps from whoever who who's in there already? Yeah, I mean, so, obviously, obviously, them coming in, they'll most likely be the number four. Um, running back if they did decide to get someone not just as um, if they draft him but as undrafted as well um, probably be the number four thing unless they decide to solely use Hines as uh, punt kickoff return and the odd um, the odd play in there which one of these guys would fit a, a Hines type mold so good in the back good out in the um, in the backfield and actually catch those passes and and actually really compliment James Cook a little bit more. Right, right. What, what, I think I think you'd have to look for somebody that could um I yeah, I don't think we're looking for necessarily for a kick returner type, but I but I mm. think we're probably looking we're probably looking for um how his hands are and uh yeah. that type of thing. I'm going to I'm going to sort these guys by um an assessment of their hands and you get another name at the top and it's and it's Kenny McIntosh. And Kenny McIntosh, yeah. if he were available at 137, uh the round five pick, that would be a nice that would be a nice thing to consider there. Mm -hmm. Um and and I think they brought in oh, they met with Eric Gray at the senior bowl. I yeah, I remember saying that. It do you have the bruiser? You probably have the bruiser, so you don't need Hunter Lipke uh, as your as your final pick. Yeah. Um, and some of the best hands are probably the top six guys here. McIntosh, mm. Gibbs, Gray, Vaughn, Lipke, Robinson, and probably Charbonnet. Um, I, I think, I think that some of the others had, had less of an opportunity to, uh, to catch. Um, cause, cause, uh, Spears, uh, is is a very good receiver. Um, he's going to drop because of an ACL tear. So um, that, but he was an all AC um, yeah. guy. Yeah. I think one other position before we just quickly talk about the strategy and all that, I know it's, it's, it's a bit, we've looked at, we've brought in some for, for top 30 visits is, is tight ends. I think, do you find you need oh, yes. to find that complementary one to Dawson Knox? Because we've known that Brian Dable, when he was here, he he had the tendency, he liked to try and play two tight end sets. And I think that's what Dorsey was trying to do. And obviously it gives us another receiving threat and another another scheme that we can actually play on for right. and keep this defense guessing. I mean what we've got tight end wise. Yeah. That, that's great. We've, um, the, 
pay attention to the ones in blue, but also look at 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 Luke Schoonmaker because I think that that he's one of the targets that they were. I I have a feeling the Bills are going to take a Michigan Wolverine this year. And <laughs> some of the some of the people that that I chat with regularly on Twitter um, will, will finally say yes. We finally got one. Um, Brandon Bean went to Michigan twice. He's that's one of the only schools that he went to twice. So that's and he took he took uh, Brian Fisher the the scout um, for the mid for the Midwest with him. The scouts went to four uh, Michigan games. So it's going to be one of these one of these uh, positions where a Michigan Wolverine is finally uh, brought into the fold. Part of the Buffalo Bills. I'd love it if one of the top three guys made it. Darnell Washington's interview wasn't as good as Dalton Kincaid's. Um, mm-hmm. But if the Bills have to wait, um, I would say the best the the best thing to do <clears throat> would be to uh, wait down for uh, um, Schoonmaker's dra- uh, spot, which would probably be round four. Yeah. Unless they really, really wanted him uh, and already got their defensive linemen and and uh, offensive line set up, mm. then they could then then they could go earlier. But I I have a feeling that the the hog mollies are going to take place in the first three rounds. Uh, in two of those three rounds, we're going to see a hog molly and then a playmaker at the other. So. Yes. That's my strategy. That's my strategy for for uh, doing um, fan speak drafts with um, Buffalo fan base. Yeah. Board, by the way. But one one question one question with the tight ends. I know obviously we got Dawson Knox. Do you comp- do you look for a complimentary Dawson Knox guy so you have two um, catching tight ends, or do you look to a guy that's more more of a run or more of a blocker? Then and then actually sprinkles in with with good catchability yeah. like a Darnell um, Darnell Washington. Yeah, that, that that's that's the question of the day because um, that's why the top three are, are are all in consideration because if you're look if you're looking for the one that fits best with the players that are in the offense. Dalton Kincaid is is an absolute pet personality match. Mm. If, if, if you listen to his interview, um, if you were looking, if you're looking for somebody who's going to make Spencer Brown's job easier, it's Darnell Washington. Yeah, yeah, and he's shown how how um, how athletic he is at 264 pounds. Now keep in mind, keep in mind. Um, I don't have uh that's a mistake. What I was looking for was not um <laughs> offensive linemen, but 264 is 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 bigger and and none of these guys are faster than Knox. Uh the only yeah. one that comes close is Luke Musgrave. So if you're looking if you're looking for speed, Musgrave um might be considered in there, but he only got two visits, so I'm I'm not not as not as um, high convinced that it's going to be that they they went to his pro day and and they went to one game, so 
the highest the highest uh, ACC guy on here is uh, Davis Allen, and he might be a consideration with the last pick. Yeah, I think I think it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, um, look, we do need another tight end. No, I, I like Quint, Quinton Morris. He what he did, what he came in, did he's actually um, he was a guy that actually really did step up, and obviously we've lost Sweeney, and it it is a need in there. And it's all—it's just going to be interesting to see when they feel the need to add that tight end and what and what type. And this is the fascination about this draft this year. Right. Um, is is that they could go in any direction? They've got they've got multiple holes, not glaring, glaring needs. Maybe with the exception of defensive tackle, all of them are on a one-year um, one-year loan, but no big major glaring needs that you've got to say bang round one two we've got to get those positions sorted straight away right and that's what i i like about about this and obviously the strategy that and we we talked about it intermittently during these um during these position breakdowns on where bean likes to go where he actually um who he talks to his inner circle or the connections that between Bean, other um, other schools or McDermott and other coaches, whether it be through um, through teammates or even other line coaches. It's always interesting to see how they scheme it and what sort of strategy they will actually look for. And he seems to be fairly straightforward when he's speaking um, to the media and and uh, every year that he'll he'll throw us a curveball, uh, mm. but you know, afterwards you watch the embedded video and and it and it explains, yeah, we really were looking at Kair Elam, <laughs> you know. And I'm going like, really, you weren't you weren't looking at the the uh, the cornerbacks that started with with MC Mick, you know, yeah. McDuffie, and uh, so yeah. I don't. I, we don't want to be in, we, we think we do, but we don't really want to be in those war room meetings and, and doing mm. mock drafts and things like that. We don't really want to be doing that. Do we? Well, it, buy, it buys the time in between the, uh, in between the end of the season and, and draft, but yeah, no, it's, it, it's something that everyone loves. I mean, every, it's good that, that mock drafts are out there, that everyone has their opinion. Everyone, seems to think they know which way they want Bean to go. Right. And and obviously we you obviously listed everywhere where they actually do go, who they've met and all that. And there are tendencies. I mean in previous drafts there are tendencies that they'll look in the first few rounds to go here, potentially positions or or colleges or conferences. And it's always interesting that in mock drafts you have that in the back of your mind. If they're right. okay, the last few years they've been in round one. They've mainly looked at SEC um, type schools, with the exception of Josh Allen and obviously Wyoming. Not right. Really a thing. Right. And and in in your mock draft, you're thinking, okay, round one. Okay, yeah, they're they're as much as I like Robinson. Maybe they're going after. Darnell Wright, let's say, for example, or, or Darnell Washington at that spot. And it's always easy. It's always nice to know 
that Bean is going to keep us on our on our toes. Yeah, and that's what that's what we really need and really help us develop. Well, I didn't. I I wasn't intending to share this tab, but I, I'm going to share it. Um, um, I also followed the uh, corporate jet, and um, if if we were to just take jet visits into a consideration, these players at these spots would be in the conversation. Um, the top part shows the the actual flights that that the uh, Bills rented jet made and where those places are. Um, yeah. They went to Windsor Locks, Connecticut, 39 miles away from Luke Schoolmaker's house. Um, they went to, they, you know, they went to um, Guthrie, Oklahoma. Um, that's where Javarius Owens and Stromberg and Isaiah McGuire um, would be from. They, they went, they went to the Oklahoma Pro Day um, on the on the corporate jet. That's where Trey Palmer is. So if you put all of those, oh, and they went they went to um, Thermal, California, and that's really near Michael Wilson, my pet cat, and <laughs> also also Charbonnet. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so those are the players. As you can see, some of the players that we've been talking about, um, from uh, Steve Avila to to Charbonnet, to Marvin Mims, to uh, Michael Wilson, uh, TVHT, the uh, cornerback that's that's big, um, Eli Rick, Ricks, who, who has dropped, but is very uh, experienced, Isaiah McGuire and Luke Schoonmaker, Trey Palmer, Kendry Miller, Wanye Morris is interesting um, swing tackle possibility, one of those later picks. Um, Ricky Stromberg is a possible center, but he, but he, he'd be probably that round five, um, mm. round five consideration. One, um, one, one guy I do want to talk about, I've got a couple of questions, um, lined up, um, in a minute is, is the Sacramento state linebacker safety, um, Mapu, what do you do you see could you see him being a a fit for the build and do you see him i know previous talk when obviously had like isaiah simmons jeremy chin do you see him i should have put this in the linebacker chat be um a linebacker safety or that big nickel at buffalo nickel that everyone um everyone had talked about is it are you talking about jartavius martin no um maputu Oh, I, I yeah, I know who you meant. Um, um, there's a, a Marte Mapu. Is That's that... the one. I can't okay. Remember his <laughs> okay, and I I don't think I have him on this list, but maybe I do. Um, I know that they had a I know they had a um, a thirty visit with him, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So so the interesting thing there was that that uh, Marte Mapu. Um, He's in your safety this list. Is that is that Milano mold type of guy, and and there's a couple of guys like that. Um, my Boise State, I, I I have a son. I'm saying that I have a, a son and and his wife that both went to Boise State, so I watch all their games and lo loved watching Khalil Shakir. We haven't seen the top of him yet. J.L. Skinner, 
um, possibly round two, round three, would it, it is also going to be that that type of do you put him at linebacker? Do you put him at strong safety? Um, and the, the fact that he can do many things and has done them in a in a um, four two five is a is a good possibility. Yeah. Um, Marte Mapu um, one one visit. Um, he has one of the he he um, a friend of the family is Junior Seau. Marte yeah. Mapu's friend is, yeah, is Junior Seau. So he he's definitely in that same size range that that Milano was. Mm. Uh, Milano was four five eight, and Milano was two two three. So he's just a he's slightly smaller and slower than than Matt Milano. But you don't bring a guy in unless there's there's a, a little bit of interest there. Yeah. We don't know as much about Sacramento State in terms of what defense they ran, but mm-hmm. he'd be a good he'd be a good uh bet. So if you if you if you look at the, them by weight, 223 was Milano. You've got four guys that were that were Milano size in terms of in terms of size. And JL Skinner is the only one that that I can guarantee will be drafted. Yeah. Um, Christian Young is is another, and he's the the Bills did go to uh, uh, one of the games uh, of of Arizona, and Christian Young uh, was was very good, and he's his coverage skills are excellent. He got to the Shrine Bowl, and I believe um, did very very well there. Mm-hmm. So. So we've got got a couple of questions just before we we fill up. Both from um, from Ben. His first one is um, Sean McDermott's defenses seem to be the best when Star Lutelady was healthy. What are your thoughts on it being trying to find another star or changing things up with DT uh, with a smaller DT or best player available? Uh, I, well, if we listen to if we listen to Bean, he's saying he's going to. He's going to go for best player available, but I have to explain to everybody that that best player available is according to their big board, and we can only guess his big board. I do mo I do move the Buffalo fan base board around um, somewhat based on visits, and that that's important to know because because if you use that one on fan speak. Um, you're sort of getting into Brandon Bean's head as best as I can. Um, <laughs> um, a, a, another example is: Would they take Would they take a um, safety if he didn't excel in zone? Yeah, you know, or is it? Or would they be lower on the board? So, so my, my best, my best safety in zone is Brian Branch. He, if he falls, he's game. The second best one is, is Jamie Robinson of Florida state. And if he's, if he's there in, in round three, you, you have to grab him. Jartavius Martin, uh, same deal. I think that any of those guys are, are the best, um, 
on there. I've always had a, a, a soft spot for Jordan Battle at uh, Alabama, not just because of his name, but because of the, <laughs> the fact that he could probably play uh, strong safety tomorrow. He could probably play free safety tomorrow. He could yeah. play corner, free safety. If we're looking for a Taron Johnson um, inheritant uh, player, that, that would certainly be in the running. Yeah. And and last one is which tight ends could bolster the O line run blocking and still be a receiving threat. Oh, so so what you're what you're looking for there is is somebody whose name isn't Darnell Washington, maybe is that yeah is that maybe <laughs> someone a bit lower probably that that be a Darnell Washington type um, type guy just so obviously Bobby Hart doesn't have to come in. If he's if he's not re-signed in the off season, um, right. back in to be that sixth uh, that sixth o lineman. Yeah, yeah, I can I can go let I can go as one one of the players that was not scouted um, in 2021 and then was scouted three times in um, in 2022 is Travis Vokolik on Nebraska. I like Payne Durham from Purdue. Um, we, we might grab two players from Purdue this year. Um, and then, and then, um, if you're just looking at the number of times that each guy has been, um, drafted and then compare it with, um, AP ranks, or I'll do this, I'll get rid of these columns and show you this column in terms of success against AP ranked teams. And Fokolik is number one. E.J. Jenkins, a guy I really like for our, for our preferred free agency list, um, had eight catches for 18.6 yards uh, downstream, and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, cross off um, Cameron Latu, but I didn't like his his interview. Billingsley is fast, but I didn't like his interview, um, and. I keep coming back to Dalton Kincaid to put up the uh, Dalton and Dawson show. Um, yeah, he's his his personality is is like is like awesome. I, I should put the I should do that for the ones that I really really like. <laughs> so, um, I have a separate list just for Dean's favorites. Dean's yeah. Dean's yeah. cats. Yeah. Well, I do have I do have my pick six, but it's out of date right now, and and I plan to get that um, back in line uh, over the next couple of days so that I can come up with one more article on buffalofanbase.com, um, giving my pick six six at each pick, um, and because those are those are pretty old, and and uh, I haven't updated them since coming back from uh, Texas. Well, Ben says great color commentary on Kincaid. <laughs> uh, I like I like that. But um, uh, he also did say which we do we do quickly make this last one before we before we wrap up. Is there um, any defensive players, maybe a hybrid um, linebacker safety, who might start to slow down someone like a, like a Travis Kelsey, someone that can actually knock a uh, Mahomes weapon out? Oh, that. A tight end killer. Yes. Right? Yeah. Let's go for so, a tight end killer. <laughs> we need we need a tight end killer. Well, first of all, you have to be good at stopping the run because otherwise you're not even on the field to begin with. And true. And 
and you want you want somebody that's great in coverage, Jack Campbell. Uh, oh, you wanted a different name. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and a hybrid, a hybrid guy. If it's even if it's a linebacker or can play safety, or if there is, if there's one player in either category that would be that um, that uh, that tight end killer. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the things that I've been fooling around with is is do you take a do you take one, you know, like with your last pick, like uh, you know somebody that. Um, well, Charlie Charlie Thomas, Georgia Tech. I I put yep. in that category. Um, I I don't think he's big enough. So, but Carlton Marshall did a really really nice job. I think what I would do is convert him to a Taron Johnson type. Um, and then um, if it isn't if it isn't if it isn't uh, Jack Campbell, I don't know who it is. Um, in in the thing i gotta i gotta give credit the best interview um in the batch is isaiah moore um of of nc state so if you if you type in isaiah moore interview go listen to that one and tell me that you don't want him as a pre uh, preferred free agent well definitely definitely check check that out for for sure on there um so i mean Everyone, thanks for obviously listening to all the comments coming through on there. Dean, if you want to give me three picks, it could be any round that you would actually you're gonna bang the table for. Um, who who would they be finally? Well, uh th- this is this is old, but I'm I'm still showing it to you anyway. Um Ma- <laughs> Mozzie Smith, Mozzie Smith in round one. Yeah. Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell in round two, um, and I, and, and uh, I, I think that they're, uh, well, my favorite player is Jordan Battle, um, and I think that he would, he would be that answer if, for the guy that you could put anywhere, positionless player, in the backfield there, and, um, and Jamie Robinson in round three. Yeah, and any uh, sleepers? You got any on my? Sleep? any good sleepers oh. on there let's have a look uh juice scrugs well, i love that name juice scrugs yeah that's a, that's a good one um best best interview among the guards was Braden daniels of you of utah um i could see him playing anything he he did play left guard and right tackle his great footwork fast learner i think I think I'd, I'll add Braden Daniels as the um, as as a late round guy. Um, awesome. And um, in round six, maybe Alex Forsyth, uh, the Oregon player. Um, he's just he's so cerebral. He reminds me of Mitch Morse, and uh, he he was <laughs> he was named the Gorilla Glue toughest player on planet Earth. Um, and I just, I just like the idea that, that Gorilla Glue has a top player. <laughs> and, uh, and they didn't pay me to say that. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, Dean, it, it's been an absolute pleasure as, as always, um, having you come on, 
with your with your draft board, with your with your spreadsheets and all that, and just giving your insight and knowledge um, for everyone. To just just to remind them where they can find your work and you on on the socials. Oh, here. Okay, so ah, right there. At, at TC Bills underscore Astro, and um, would love to talk players. As a matter of fact, if you're still listening, um, hook me up and I'll I'll share my spreadsheets with you. Awesome. And definitely, definitely give Dean a follow. There's his spreadsheets, his knowledge and all that in unparalleled. And I just love it every single year when, when you send me the sheets and I'm just there going, geez, all that work is actually really, really great insight. And especially for me in England and probably a load of other UK-based um, Bills fans, it really does help us out that we've got guys like yourself, like the guys at the Air Raid Hour, Cover One, um, Muffler Rumblings, all those guys that give us this information and actually provide us the information that really helps us out. And Dean, it's an absolute pleasure having you having you on the show. I've I, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it thoroughly. We um, we. We are all around the world. We are. We are. Yeah. And if you do, if you do, if you do come to London for the game, if you do, I'm buying you a drink. There's, there's all no, right. All right. I'm, well, I'm saying it. I'm saying it online. So it's on now live on video. If you come to London, uh, I'm yeah, buying so you a drink. <laughs> if, if you come to training camp, I can, uh, I can hook you up. Awesome. Definitely. It's definitely on my wish list to actually get to a game and training camp at one point. So I'm definitely, I'll definitely take you up, um, take you up on nice. that. All right. So, Thank you very much, Matt. That's all right. And for everyone else listening, obviously go follow Dean, go follow us on all the socials. So UK, UK underscore bills on Twitter, Instagram, obviously YouTube channel, keep subscribing. And for Dean and myself, Matt, it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for listening, and let's go Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't know anything about work. You don't know anything about work. Huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.